Welcome to Your Best Riding Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Riders Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I am so very glad that you're listening in today. We're going to be sharing some tips and strategies for fiction writing. The topic, how does a character face betrayal? Oh, wow. We have the exact industry expert here to show us what this looks like for writers. Our guest, Diane Mills co-director of the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference. Diane is also a best-selling author who believes her readers should expect an adventure. Her titles have appeared on the CBA and ECPA bestseller list. They've won two Christie Awards, the Inspirational Reader's Choice and Carol Award Contest. Diane speaks to groups and teaches writing all over the country, and we're always blessed to have Diane here to teach us directly with what she has just taken right off the shelf or getting ready to put on our shelf. So please welcome with us here today our wonderful Diane Mills. Diane, good to have you. Oh, thank you. I am thrilled to be a part of your podcast. Uh, Well, let me face it. I'm thrilled whenever I can teach anything about fiction. It just is a treat. It is a joy, and I simply love it. Yes, you do, and it shows. So this is good. And I know we've had you on a few times and people would say, is there more that we can find out about Diane behind that curtain that is her life? And so today I'm going to ask you this. What do you find most fascinating about this season of your life? I am excited to see what God is doing. You know, it's March, and here in Houston, you know, we have the warmer temperatures, and we have new growth, and flowers are blooming, and it is just an exciting time. It's an explosive time, and that's how I feel in this season of my life right now. I'm not a child. I'm not a teen. I, I'm still a parent and a grandparent, uh, but... With each season of my life, I want to look forward to whatever the challenge and the blessings of facing that challenge. Hmm. And I, I like that you said that you're looking forward to the challenge and the blessing of facing it, because life would be pretty dull. And you're the life is an adventure woman. So you're going to have to be willing to face some of that. And I love being able to be on this journey with you so often. It is a great pleasure in my life as well. So, so good to have you here. And thank you so much for sharing that. Let's get into how a character faces betrayal. And I know you love, you love the concept of betrayal, Diane. Oh, I do. I really, really do. For all of you listening, the effects of betrayal inflicted upon our characters show two critical aspects. One is how an antagonist can deceive an unsuspecting victim, number one. And two, how does a character develop into an antagonist? 
So I'd like for you to keep that in mind as we talk about how a character is betrayed, the effects, and what that can mean to your story. That's good. That's good. Let's go to the first question. How is betrayal used in character and plot? Well, first of all, I have to back up just a little bit and talk to your listeners about the challenges of writing a character who had been betrayed plagued me Mm. until I had a conversation with a psychologist friend who helped me define and understand that betrayal is a type of rage. And I never knew that. The uh, psychologist's wisdom and guidance help me to better analyze all of my characters and share information with other writers. So victims of betrayal respond in several ways. Some may suffer in silence. Some, sadly enough, choose suicide. Some turn to addictive behaviors to avoid the pain Some seek healing, and some devise and move forward in revenge. I hope those few items I just gave you shows that betrayal is actually a form of rage. A character guided by retribution chooses an antagonistic attitude. And you know that while betrayal serves as a very sharp tool, the character who moves beyond badly behaved to evil can be a formidable enemy. Think about the motivation of being betrayed. Uh, The character abandons integrity to devise a plan that builds trust and then uses the relationship to manipulate the victim. I really want to repeat that because it's so powerful in what we can do in our stories. The character who's been betrayed abandons integrity to devise a plan that builds trust and then uses the relationship to manipulate the victim. So I'm sure that your listeners are thinking, oh my goodness, I hadn't thought of that before, or this is what I can use in my story or this is what I can expand. A protagonist motivated by betrayal selects justice in a way that is morally and legally inappropriate. So our protagonists can be betrayed, and that is part of their inner journey while trying to solve a worthy goal or a worthy problem. And many of our characters, you can tell I'm excited about this, many of our (laughs) characters um, who've been damaged by betrayal respond emotionally in grief, shock, stress, uh, mental anguish, low self-esteem, self-doubt, anger, a loss of control, depression, withdrawal. It goes on and on. And our characters who are heroes and heroines search for ways to shake it off. And they may, you know, opt for counseling or even take medication. And because they want to recover. On the other hand, our antagonist simply wants revenge, get even, hurt the other person like they've been hurt. 
the depth of emotion, either in our protagonist or our antagonist, escalates when the betrayal comes from a friend, a loved one, or a family member. Another thing I learned from my psychologist friend is betrayal mixes guilt and shame because guilt says, I made a mistake and I learned a lesson from what happened. However, shame says, something about me is defective, it's wrong, and I am the mistake. And when uh, guilt and shame are woven together and the character finds nothing to correct the misconception, the betrayal results in the rage that we spoke about before. Hmm. This is a lot to take in. This is this is very good. And I'm kind of leaning into, if I can, leaning into my headset, going, okay, this this is a copious note moment. So I'm really liking this. But folks, don't worry. We've we've Diane is providing you with something today that you're going to be able to tap right into what she said. You may need to listen to the episode a couple times to hear how she expresses some of the ways that uh, betrayal is used in character and plot, but you're also going to have a tool at the end of today's episode that you are going to love and want to absolutely get from our show notes. So we've said how betrayal is used in character and plot. Well, how can we as writers, how can we reveal said betrayal in the story? How can that be done? Some of the betrayal manifests itself in the personality that our characters take on. For example, people pleasers. People pleasers are the most dangerous of betrayed characters because they suppress their feelings until they experience a violent snap. No one suspects a deeply rooted resentment and the behavior can be deadly. Let's say that something tragic happens in a neighborhood, and so the media is is talking to various other neighbors about this violence that has occurred. A common response we hear is that that person was such a nice woman or such a nice guy. I never suspected that they could result in in anger the way they have responded in this particular incident. Because we don't suspect a deeply rooted resentment and the behavior can be deadly, as I said before. And uh, the reality is they are internalizing it in their heart and they have mixed the guilt and the shame together till they believe that it's their fault. So the only way they can cover up what they feel is their fault is to be a people pleaser. Um, And that no one's there for them. Uh, They're flawed. They're imperfect. No one cares. So they've got to handle the situation themselves. And I will say this for those who are writing any type of fiction. Religion and spiritual matters can make the situation worse. Because that people-pleasing character is saying, I've been wronged. God wasn't there for me. Now I must be God. 
So that is just something for your listeners to remember and to understand how dangerous a people pleaser can be. Another type of personality that can result is when a character exhibits a flash anger. Um, Oh, Linda, let's just say you and I are having this conversation and something small happens like, um, oh, your coffee has gotten cold. And while the rest of us think, ah, got to warm it up or dump this out and get some more, you erupt. And I see this and I think, oh, Linda, uh, you're having a bad day. I'm so sorry. But for a flash anger that has developed from uh, a character being betrayed, it's the hint of an underlying fury. Again, that's something else that your uh, listeners can use in their stories, that the explosion that they've revealed was as a result of years of pent-up feelings. Because I'm as as the reader, I'm I'm going, or as the other person, you in this situation, if I would overreact to something that others would go, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Let's just do this. Your internal thoughts can draw the reader to a subliminal concept of there's something else going on here. Mm-hmm. Why did this happen? Mm-hmm. And for me as the reader, if I am in tune with the character and not expecting that, and then all of a sudden this happens, it's, whoa, something has happened to that person. And depending on the dialogue that we use as writers, that can reveal something, maybe just a a snappy type of wit that actually inflicts pain on others, but the one who shares it, it just kind of smirks at it. And you're going, well, there's something else going on here. Really showing me and not telling me there's an issue. And it can be dovetailed right into the betrayal. And again, it's initiated in the backstory. Uh, Creating betrayal is a powerful technique that has its foundation, its cement (laughs) to initiate credible behavior. And a person who was betrayed before chapter one, line one of the story, and has resolved to get even or never be hurt again, is capable of unimaginable actions. And you can compound the uh, response that that character is having to betrayal if it was a friend, as I said before, or a loved one, or a family member. Nothing hurts worse than being cut to the core by someone we love or value or respect. So we we can make it worse. <laughs> we can make it worse. And what happens is that character who's been betrayed, he doesn't love him or herself. So how can that character love or trust anyone else? Mm. Uh, you know, we, we can see it in their face. We can see it in their body language. We can see it in how they keep their distance from others. And if the character is one who is our hero or our heroine, boy, our readers, they want to help that character overcome that and and handle things in a healthy manner. And again, it, 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 it shows our reader, okay, I've been betrayed. 
and I want to get healthy. This is how I can do it. Okay, so that segues into mm-hmm. how does a character process betrayal? How do, how do we how do we make that work on the page? First of all, we have to make sure that that character experiences an epiphany. A I have been betrayed. I know I've been betrayed, or maybe I don't, but I have been betrayed, no matter how that epiphany happens. And because of that, I have to choose how I'm going to respond. Now, for an antagonist, that's easy. We're going to show throughout the story, I'm going to get even. I'm going to initiate behavior. I'm going to use lies. I'm going to use whatever I can to get even because I've been betrayed. And that motivates that character into action, and we can see it all the way through. Now, for our protagonist, this may be a little harder, writers, because our protagonist is someone we love. Our protagonist is one uh, whom we've uh, formed a sympathetic bond on the first page that shows we've been betrayed. So number one, I suggest, yes, we have to have that sympathetic bond with that hero or that heroine right for the start. I also suggest that you wait approximately 50 pages, that's approximately, before you show how that character has been betrayed. And the reason I say that is because we writers are dating our readers. And if we have approximately 50 pages to show a good person, a person who has a worthy goal, a person we've seen in action who is uh, who is worthy to be called a hero or heroine, that when we get to the point of, oh my goodness, there's a flaw here, that character's been betrayed by something, then your reader is more on board with, you can do this, you can do this. And they are forgiving when the character makes an error because they know the true character, they've already seen that person. So while that is a challenge, we can choose actions and reactions that show our character is overcoming what has what has caused them to be betrayed in the first place with the understanding that betrayal, that healing in our hero and heroine has to occur before they can face the climax or they'll fail. So the 50 page mark is a good place. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. This is good. This is good. All right. We've looked at how is betrayal used in character implied, how we can reveal betrayal in the story, and how does a character process the betrayal? What else do you want our listeners to really hang their hat on today concerning the um, uh, how characters face betrayal? Well, to understand, it's the most damaging of wounds. Uh, a protagonist who survives the deception can show incredible strength. An antagonist who wields a sort of betrayal and unexpected plot twists keeps the story moving in the antagonist direction because those unforeseen events keep the reader engaged and devouring book after book by the author. And and that's critical for our stories, just critical. 
And this is good. This is just one aspect, folks, just one aspect of character and plot. This this betrayal, this God, you almost have to say it that way because that's how it impacts our, our lives. Be encouraged. Use this in your writing. It's something we all can relate to no matter who we are. At some point in life, we're going to have felt betrayed. And when that occurs in our characters and in the plot line, we are going to sync with it. Such a great element to be sure and include because it, it's real. It's what happens. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Diane, for this. You, this is good. Thank you. You know, in the, uh, in the show notes, mm-hmm. uh, we talk about uh, betrayal in, in my characterization sketch. That's what it is, readers. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, and so it, um, Actually, it's 17 pages, but I have. It is. I have. This is a lot. You have a lot of work that you have put into what we are offering, what you are offering our listeners today. And this is just fabulous. I know that last month, I'm not sure the episode number, but last month you talked about characters, you know, what lies they believe. Listeners, please go back and listen to the other one as well. And you'll want to download that and take a listen because it is fabulous. And it kind of ties in with this uh, advanced characterization sketch that you are gifting to our listeners today. So, so much in there. 17 pages, Diane. Come on. Come (laughs) on. Now, there are resources in there at Mm -hmm. the end of the sketch, too. And uh, please, uh, listeners, you have any questions, go to my website, dianemills.com, and that is D-I-capital-A-N-N-Mills.com, and you can contact me via the website. You can connect with me with all my social media platforms. You can go to my books page and uh, take a look at what I have written, a little bit about them, trailers, first chapters. And ooh, ooh, Linda, can I tell them about exploring the art of character? Oh, Dad, this is that's a great book. It is a great book. Yes, yes, share it. Well, what I've given your uh, listeners today about betrayal is bare bones of what's in exploring the art of character. I was able to take my heart and pour it into this book, and. If your readers purchase this book and then look at the characterization sketch, it all kind of makes sense because it all just weaves in there together. It's all about developing the psychological aspect of our characters. From the color of their eyes to the shape of their body to what kind of a house they live in, how they, uh, how they face betrayal, Uh, or lies, as we talked about last month. All of those things are a part of motivating that character into action. And uh, it's just exciting for me, and I hope it's exciting for your listeners, too. Oh, I know that it is. And you've given us so much that for me to go out and get one of your books, I'm, I'm doing it. So it's, it's already done deal. As a matter of fact, I've, I've had this book on my shelf not far from my writing bench 
And so I get to look at that and dive into it and get that characterization sketch going for every character in the story. It is so valuable, so valuable. It makes everything come to life and makes me think about things that I hadn't thought about in the writing as well. So folks, you'll find all of this, all of the links, everything that you need to uh, in how to connect with Diane, her books that are out there, her latest romantic suspense is Airborne. We'll have a link to that as well. And I know that you are working on some more manuscripts. <laughs> and so can't can't wait to have those have those out and available as well. And folks, this when you go to the show notes, there's a link for you to connect with us on our Facebook group, which is your best writing life. It's a group. Just go out there. There's a couple of questions we'll ask you as you're wanting to join it. And also be sure to download this month's writing tips and soul care for writers. It's a PDF. We change it up every month and it's just for you where you are currently in this season. And we believe that it will bless you and your writing efforts as well. Diane, thank you so much for being here with us on Your Best Writing Life. Oh, I love your podcast. And thank you so much for allowing me to share my heart and be a part of your program. It's always just a pleasure to have you here. We love it. We love it. And thank you, friends. Thank you so much for joining us, taking a few moments out of your day. You know, let us know what you think. Take a moment, subscribe to the podcast, then you'll always have it feeding into whatever device you're using from whatever podcast platform you love. And then take a moment, rate what you think about your best writing life. That means the stars. How many stars would you love to give us? And then also review. Review means that you're taking the time to put your thoughts down, to let everyone else know what you think about our podcast, maybe a particular episode, maybe this one. We'd love to hear from you because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.